I can't get enough of that one. And, and one of the things I particularly enjoy was after she puts the bowl up, how she just has to throw herself down. It's like, oh, it's just too much. Um, well, that's, that's somewhat gratuitous, the, the start. But, but the reason I, I show that at, at this time as we begin, you know, for, for any of y'all, Maybe uh, you feel like us sometimes, and that life just just feels too heavy. It's just like you know, it's it's too heavy. I can't do it. Not necessarily throwing myself down on the kitchen floor, but maybe thinking about it. Um, so it's just kind of like you know, um, it's just it's just too it's just too heavy. Um, and you know, you can you can the analogy inevitably breaks down, but it, but it's fabulous as well. I, I love the um, I love the loving persistent patience of the father it's just like you know um and obviously i'm sure the videos i'm sure there have been plenty of times when he's when he snapped you know those videos aren't uploaded um we don't upload those we're like put the ball in the sink and do it right now um, it's, um so the, you can do it sweetie keep coming you know you 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 got it those are the ones we we tend to those are the ones we tend to share um but but the reality is we we do have sometimes it does feel too heavy for us um, and, and there are any number of things uh, in this life that, that, that we experience and that are so far um, beyond our control and that can, and that can weigh upon us uh, in a really, in an extremely challenging way and that are too much for us. And, and of course, part of, the, part of the good news for you and for me is that um, we're not sufficient and God is, um, that we have one um, who has promised that not only is his grace sufficient for us and is his power made perfect in our weakness, but he's also assured us, uh, and this is in the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, John 14 and 15, that wonderful portion when Jesus is telling um, the disciples about the fact that he's going to be crucified, that he's going to be handed over, that he's returning to the Father to prepare a place for them. But he also tells them that he's not going to leave them as orphans, um, but that he's going to send um, another counselor, the Holy Spirit, um, to lead and to guide them um, into all truth. I, I will not leave you as orphans. I'll send you another counselor. Uh, and so the message is given to you and to me um, that we're not left as orphans, that we have um, the gift of God given to us in the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to be our counselor, to lead and to guide us um, into all truth, and that we have a God who is, who is gracious in his relationship with you and with me, who is patient, who is wonderfully, um, fabulously persistent. Um, so uh, that by way of sort of an, in, an introduction to what we're going to be reflecting on, and also as, as we Today and, and in the classes going forward, invite your um, invite your your questions, your participation, your rebuttals. Um, invite your um, also suggestions as well um, for the things that we might cover um, as we go forward. We certainly have um, notes and ideas, but but nothing has been etched in stone uh, at this stage of the game. So a little bit about what is um, the desire for the integration of our faith um, into our life um, is a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing, and sometimes they, the two of those seem to be very far apart. Sort of what, what we believe in the way, our li- the way we live our lives can sometimes feel um, very far apart. And that's, uh, that's not unique to us as we read through the entire witness of the Bible. We, we see that happening um, again and again um, and again. We see it in, in the people of Israel. They're, they're called into a relationship with God. They're called to live as this covenant people, saying, look, you know, I've, I've called you into a living relationship with me. I've I've set you apart to be my witnesses about my power, about my um, grace, about uh, the life which is found in me. And, and, of course, again and again we see that they are unable to live in that relationship. Again and again they wander away. Again and again they rebel. Again and again um, they forget God. They, 
they forsake God. We, we see that, that call into community. We see that when Jesus comes, he calls his disciples together um, into um, a community. And, and actually, one of the things about the disciples uh, is this, and I want to share this for you and for me as well. What it means to be a disciple of Jesus is this. It, it doesn't mean um, that you've gotten your act together. Um, because uh, if you read the Gospels, which, which I would encourage you to do, um, but if you, if you read the Gospels, I mean, what are the disciples like? They're, they're, they're a mess. Um, their, their lives are certainly um, not together. All of their intentions certainly haven't been um, cleaned up uh, and, and gotten in order. They're, but yet, um, he calls them together as a community. And the idea behind a disciple is the desire to be a follower of. Um, it doesn't mean to be a disciple of Jesus. doesn't mean that we've, we've figured it all out or gotten it all together. Because part of the reality is as well that, is that for you and for me as Christians, you know, we talked about we have... We have a power available to us. We have a grace um, available um, to us. And, and the reality is we need that. Uh, because, of course, as you know, as Christians, we're subject to the same temptations as everybody else is. Um, when, when you come into a church, um, the people um, that are gathered here in the church are, are, are going through and we're, and we're tempted by and we're struggling with um, the same things that everybody else in the world is, is tempted by uh, and struggling with. So in that sense, we're not unique. Um, we're, we're not any different um, from the world around us. What, what is different is that we recognize um, that there is a king, uh, and we recognize that there is a savior. We recognize that there's a different kingdom. Um, there, there, is, there is a ruler which much of the world doesn't recognize, and we also recognize as well his love and his grace and his mercy, which has been extended um, to you and to me, not because of our merits and because of our character, but because of who he is. Uh, and, and the truth of that and the power of that begins to work in our life in such a way that we don't suddenly graduate um, or, or suddenly have it all together. But there, but there is a power, um, as Paul said, that's made perfect in our weakness, uh, alive and at work, shaping uh, and fashioning us, pruning us, um, uh, filling us, um, building us up. Uh, we, we, hear, um, we hear about um, all of that. So that's kind of a, a little way by way of introduction let me say also um, a word about uh, some of my um, concerns as, as we try to apply um, our, our faith to our daily life. And that may seem kind of goofy to you to say I have some, I have some concerns, but, but, but hopefully I'll sort of make clear um, what that is. Um, one of the things that we're not offering is your best life now. Um, you know, our buddy um, Joel Osteen out in Houston, I'm not offering, you know, your, your best life now. Look, let me, and, and also, um, quite frankly, because um, uh, and, and, and Paula can really um, expand on this. Um, I, you know, I don't know how much wisdom I really have to offer y'all beyond uh, beyond the scriptures um, and beyond the witness of, uh, beyond the witness of God and, and the power of God made perfectness. But but some of the concerns um, are this: one is that 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 Christianity, because it, it, it can be in, in our American society, we're such consumers. Um, and, you know, we, we like to think that, gosh, we're not, but, but, I mean, every last one of us in this room uh, is, is affected um, by, our, by our consumer culture. Um, and if, kind of like we read from First John, if, if we say that we're not a consumer, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Um, we're, we're affected by um, that consumer culture. And, and, and the danger of that when sort of trying to apply um, our faith to our life is, is this. We can look at Christianity as just simply a tool. You know, if it, if it works, 
And if it works for me, then, then great. Then, then Christianity is good. But if it's not working for me, then it's not good. Um, if I'm not getting out of it what I need to get out of it, then perhaps I need to explore something else and I need to explore um, somewhere else. I mean, that's, we don't necessarily know that we're doing it, but to some degree that's, kind of, that's part of the danger when we look at Christianity as a tool, as we look at it as, a, as if it's something there um, to serve us. And, and while, yes, in some degree it truly does, to make it a tool would be to say that we're in control over Christianity, um, that we're in control um, over God. And um, thankfully that's, that's not the case. Um, and he's in charge uh, and we're not. And then also we, we believe Christianity, we follow Christianity because it's true uh, and not because it's pragmatic. Uh, and, and we can try to make things overly pragmatic. And, and the wonderful thing as well about the Christian faith is, yes, it does give life. Uh, it does um, give hope. It does give power um, in our weakness. But I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I don't know that um, it always initially seems very pragmatic. Um, when, when the rich young man came to speak to Jesus, says, you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and, and we hear that Jesus looks on him and loves him, and he says, go and... Go and sell everything you have, give to the poor, uh, and come and follow me. And we, we hear that he was greatly distressed. He, here's the guy who says, look, I've followed all the commandments um, since, since my birth. I, I've, been a, I've been a great guy. Um, I, I really have. And, and you know, it, the, the way that it's told in the gospel, it seems like, you know, sounds like in many ways he has been a pretty good guy. Um, as, as far as people go, he'd be one saying, you know, I'd like to be more like that, more like that guy. Uh, and, yeah, Jesus says, go and sell everything you have and come. Um, and, and follow me. Not especially pragmatic. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I share that as well. When Jesus says, you know, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Um, true. Um, that's where we find life. Uh, initially pragmatic. Um, yes, but kind of hard to see uh, that. Share with you a scripture, um, scripture right now. And this is from John 6. Um, Great, great portion uh, among John's gospel, and uh, by way a word of a word of context, um, is Jesus uh, is teaching. We hear that great crowds are gathering around him. His, his popularity um, is is on the rise, and surely the disciples were excited about that because if his popularity was on the rise, who else's was on the rise? There, theirs exactly. If his fortunes were increasing. Um, so were theirs. And as I say, the disciples were people. I mean, they were looking forward to Jesus making it to Jerusalem. You know, and if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Um, you know, once he made it to Jerusalem, people were going to recognize he was the Messiah. Israel was going to be returned um, to its former glory. Uh, and, and, and Jesus, buddy, we were there from the beginning. Um, you know, and so, you know, God love them. You know, people like you and me, they thought, you know, they were sincere, yes, but at the same time they thought, you know what, fabulous. He's going to restore us to glory, he's going to restore us to fortune, we're going to be there uh, along with them. So his popularity is increasing, great crowds um, are gathering around him. And Jesus um, obviously was not concerned with popularity because he says, uh, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Um, the disciples, you know, I could, you can sort of envision them calling him over and saying, Jesus. Um, you know that, that love, that forgiveness. That was you were killing it with that. You know, you might want to go back to that was people were people were eating that up. You know, this this eat my flesh, um, drink my blood. Um, yeah, exactly. Survey says um, that's not that's not working as well. Maybe you want to go back 
um, to this particular this particular message. And um, we hear that on, and this is uh, 660, we hear that on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Um, who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Uh, what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and their life. Yet there are some of you um, who do not believe, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. Uh, from this time, many of his disciples turned back uh, and no longer followed him. And so we, we hear that the people that were, 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 there, um, were there for a show um, began, to, began to fall away, uh, began to fall away. And then Jesus says, um, you don't want to leave too, do you? He asked this of the twelve. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, um, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe uh, and know um, that you are the Holy One of God. Uh, and I, 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 I don't think that's melancholy. I've always kind of loved that because I don't think Peter says that in a in a in a resigned uh, in a resigned way. But but the way um, in in the Craig Smalley commentary, um, the way that I've interpreted that is is this: Peter and the others have tried all the other various avenues that are available to them, uh, and and they've come up empty. Uh, none of those. None of those has been sufficient. Um, none of those has been sufficient um, in their lives. And they recognize in Jesus the truth. Um, they, they recognize in Him um, the one that they've looked for, the one that they've longed for, the one that they need to be the rock and the foundation of their life, the one who will be um, their salvation. And, and He says, and I think these are words which are helpful and true in our lives, Lord, um, Lord, to whom shall we go? Um, there, there's no other one um, that we can turn to. And so as we begin to look to apply our faith um, to our life, um, we, we know that Jesus is the only one that we can turn to. Um, that when it's, uh, when it's, when it's easy and, uh, and when his words um, are, are, are challenging to us, that, that he's the one that holds the keys to life and salvation. Um, he's the one that holds the keys to the things um, that we need. There, there's no other... Um, to whom we can turn. Uh, then one final word, and then I'm um, Paula Smalley, call it commentary. Um, invite her in uh, on, on this. Oh, story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The reason I love church is because it gives me an opportunity to get a word in. Um, we go out to dinner. Paula is, um, you'll find that Paula is, is much more interesting than I am um, and, and much more winsome, and we'll go out and we'll have dinner. So she said, well, you know, gosh, Craig, you didn't say much. I said, well, I didn't have a chance. Um, you know, why'd you just hang back? So anyway, this is, this is my opportunity. I'm relishing um, uh, in, 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 the, in the moment here. Uh, a couple of words, just real quick, about um, Jesus is the only one we can turn to. What does is, what is the Christian faith um, say to us, and how does that help us begin to, uh, begin to understand our lives, and how does this apply to our lives? Well, um, one of the first things that I would say um, is, is this, is that Christianity uh, is... Um, and in many ways, it's uh, it's bad news um, before it's good news. Um, and what I, what do I mean by that? I, I mean I mean this. Um, it says that Jesus has come into the world not to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. 
the scriptures say that we were dead in our sins and our trespasses. Uh, and what, what that says to you and to me, Jesus tells Nicodemus, you know, you must, you must be born again. I think that when we begin to realize the, the, the truth of the Bible, um, that, that we are people who were dead in our sins and our trespasses, we needed someone to come in from outside of ourselves, beyond ourselves, to reach in to our human lives and to reach into the human condition and save us, to extricate ourselves from the situations in which we find ourselves. Why? Because it's too heavy for us. We, we, we couldn't do it. Um, on our own. So the, the, the first thing for us to understand is that we were people who were dead in our sins and our trespasses. We were people who were, uh, and, and in many ways still are, um, we're, we're fallen. Uh, we're, we're, we're broken. We're, we're, turned, um, we're turned inward. And as we realize and, and come to terms with the honesty of the message of the fall uh, and, and the necessity um, for salvation, the that's the bad news, but the good news is when we come to terms with that reality, um, there's the opportunity for repentance. And when, when Frank talked about repentance this morning, he mentioned repentance um, means to turn, um, which it very definitely does, but repentance also means, if you go to the original word, what it means is to change one's mind about as well. Uh, and, and, and here's the good news in that. What we're changing our mind about is, um, one, one, what the Bible says about us. Um, we're, we're basically accepting the fact that it's true, um, that we're not inherently people that are basically okay, but we just need a little tweaking. Um, we're, we're people who are in need of, of salvation, accepting that word um, about ourselves, but also accepting the word about who God is. And he's a God who doesn't hang back distant and different from you and from me, but who enters into the human condition, human suffering, all the trials and challenges which we face, and through Jesus and through his cross and through his resurrection, through his merits, you and I are extended salvation. We're extended a right standing with God that can't be taken away from us. Uh, we're extended um, mercy and, and love and acceptance and all the things that we hunger uh, and that we long for. And that love and that acceptance and that mercy aren't based on yours and my merits, but on Jesus's. And, and that's profoundly um, good news. And, and when the truth of that, when we change one, our minds about who we are and who God is, then pragmatically in your life, let me ask you this, does that enable you... We're not going to get to perfection, but does that enable you to have more compassion toward other people when you recognize the fallen human condition, when you recognize that we're people who are bound uh, and who needed to be saved? Does that give you more compassion for your spouse um, or, your, um, or your children or your difficult brother or your difficult sister um, or your, your parents or, or you name it? I mean, the reality is... Um, Paul and I have three kids now, 17, 15, 12, and so we're, we're, you know, we're giving them their fair share of baggage um, that they'll be working out um, <laughs> later in life. You know, we, we have our fair share um, from, from our parents. But when we recognize the message of the gospel, it, it enables us to say, you know what, I received a, a mercy and a compassion that I didn't deserve or merit. Uh, and it doesn't mean that I suddenly, I'm just, you know, sweet, sunny, um, always compassionate Craig. Um, but, however, it, it, that the power of that and the realization of that and the truth of that does have real power um, for our relationships um, in our lives. And so, um, I, I, I could say more, but, you know, let me just... What, Deb? Well, I mean, not that I'm jumping up because this is really not my saying to stand in front of people. I can talk one-on-one -on -one to anybody all day long, but... 85% people, but not this. <laughs> but this whole, then this whole started because um, one of my friends came to me and said, you know, where's the room? We've got 
just in that everyday life, blah, 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 and she's kind of another level of parenting. I hope we don't ever have to reach, but she's there. And, um, Oh, can y'all hear me? No, but you need this for, thank you, for recording. Thank you. Oh. Okay, now I'm really going to start to shake. But anyway. Um, okay, so anyway, so this just started from this because we just want this to be just some encouragement. Um, you know, my favorite thing about Craig, and I could say it, we've dated since high school, and he has seen my family. He's, a, he's never gotten any better, really. And so we're, there's never going to be that best life now, which I love that term because they don't even look for it because it's not there. Their best life now, I don't think I would have ever have asked for standing in front of this crowd saying, okay, well, I've been blindsided like 92 times in my family. And who would have ever thought I could have made it through that? I never would have thought that. And I know there's more to come. And so I wouldn't, you know, change any of it for the world. And um, so I, I love it when Craig talks about the disciples because they were a mess. And I feel such a mess. My family is a total mess, but I love them, and um, I'm, I knew I wouldn't be able to do this without crying. Sorry, but sorry. One on one, I don't cry. I'm sorry. I just don't cry because I'm so busy laughing. But anyways, I just hope you'll hear that um, with some encouragement. So. Um, but anyways, I do want to tell the story about us. What? So no, bring no. It. Okay. Um, one of the bazillion times, y'all and I will, y'all were a little tired. <laughs> y'all were a little tired. We were in New York, and um, we walked for probably 25 miles. I, I love to exaggerate, so I know it was 25. But <laughs> so, um, anyway, so one night, um, my family, and, you know, in four weeks, we'll unpack it all, and I'll tell you all about it. But um, I've got the alcoholics, literally psychotic um, extremely professional, and then there's me. What do I do? I don't do anything. I'm married to a priest, which is God's got such a great sense of humor. So one night, what? <laughs> because I'm not. I don't know everything in this, but I have such a, a faith. And um, when we were at Brio of all places in Atlanta, and we thought we'd get my family together. My brother was real hot on it. So, you know, I've got my drunk brother, my mom that has um, sit here to me, and anybody that knows me knows that um, she's kind of falling apart with all that goes on in her family. And by the grace of God, she gets picked up, and she's normal. But we have a little bit of psychotic breaks in there. But she's at the table, and my dad, the recovering alcoholic, and my professional brother, and, you know, you're in this place with, like, the fancy people over here. And Craig and I are thinking, we're looking pretty cute, and we're at this table. You know, and then the one brother that's the other crazy brother, and then my sister, and then my sister-in-law. It was craziness. And I love them all so dear. And I was like, Craig, look at this. We are just right here. Bria. You know, I'm all worried, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the Paula's the youngest of five, okay, so her, her, her eldest brother is 16 years older, then her sister, who's kind of like Donna Reed, sort of circa 1950s, and everything's just so, then the two brothers uh, in the middle who keep things very interesting, Fine. Yeah. Um, and, and then Paula is, is then there, so there are four, a gap of eight years, and, and then Paula uh, on the scene. By way of context. Married to the oh, priest. That's right. I mean, it's that's just right. so good. I mean, but anyway, so I'm, like, when we got home, sweet Craig, who's lived through it all, and, and um, 
said, he said, I'm telling you, Paula, Jesus would sit right down with you and your people. And because I think on the outside we look maybe messish. And y'all, if you've seen this in church, I mean, before my parents and my brother when it comes to church, like on Easter, I'm like, can y'all just normal and so I don't know what normal I'm looking for and I think Jesus would have sat with anybody in the room but clearly I think he really would have walked in and just sat down with the mess so um, that's my voice of encouragement and Craig can wrap it up um, and uh, but thank you for coming and I hope that y'all will come back for more truth and life <laughs> and I won't be like this I'm sure next time. now that's 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 awesome. Um, thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. And, and um, yeah, we were sitting we were sitting there at, at, at dinner, um, and this was I'm, I'm really definitely not that bright. Um, this was kind of one of those things that kind of felt like a God thing. Paul was coming on the table. So, you know, I think this is the table that Jesus would sit at because um, uh, you know Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus said it's not the it's not the well that need a physician, but it's the sick. Uh, and and as I say, part of the, part of the reality of the the gospel is is that um, yes. Uh, and 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 it, let me say um, as we go forward, um, you know I don't want to let Paul have all the glory. Listen, my family has plenty of junk too. So you know let's not leave don't don't leave us don't leave us out of the mix because you know y'all aren't the only ones. Um, but uh, but no, I mean Jesus said, you know, it's it's not the well that needs a physician; it, it's the sick. Uh, and 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 once again, I mean that the the message of the gospel is is to say is that that's not just some people; that's each and every one of us. I mean some, and and of course, just human nature. Anyway, and our culture encourages us to to present ourselves as everything is you know fabulous and 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 put together and um and 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 all as well. Um, but the reality is is that all of us need the great physician, um, every last one of us. And the message of the gospel is that we need it, and the message of the gospel is that we have it um, in Jesus. And so as we go forward, we're going to, um, there'll, there, there'll be a lot more to share uh, and unpack. Um, tune in next week and days of our lives. as um, There are more, but, but as we also, as I say, as, as we apply um, uh, the good news to our lives. Let me do, I'll, I'll kind of stop there and say once again if, if there are uh, any are there any sort of questions or comments y'all want to make before we go. Thank you for making this normal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you have the entirely uh, entirely normal, um, that's yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, well, let me let me pray here. Um, Father, thank you. Thank you that you created us from the very beginning. As the psalmist says, uh, Lord, you've searched us out and known us. You've knit us together in the mother's womb. Uh, we, we give you thanks for that. We give you thanks as well that um, when um, we had um, fallen subject to sin and death, that you in your mercy sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, um, to seek us, to save us, to restore us. We thank you as well that you promised through your son Jesus that you would not leave us as orphans, but that you would send the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us into all truth. Lord, as we go forward this day, as we go forward all the days of our life, we pray that uh, your truth would be spoken to us, and that it would shape and fashion us, and that we would know life which is found in you. And we ask all this now in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.